0: You know what we say, we're never too young to think about aging. Join us for this Zoom catcher's special presentation, Conversations on Aging, the podcast. We'll be talking with industry experts on engaging issues, whether it's science and technology, Medicare fraud, elder care, or justice. We got you covered. 2030 is quickly approaching. Will it be the golden years or the silver tsunami? Stay tuned and find out. We're all stakeholders. Let's learn and age together. Remember to subscribe to our Zoom Catchers YouTube channel and follow us on our socials. Greetings and welcome to this latest episode of Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Kimberly Gunn with Zoom Catchers. And you know what we say, we're never too young to think about aging. Welcome and welcome back to episode five, The Power of Community Service. We're super excited to have a guest who has been in the mix in Community Service here in Alameda County, and that would be Laura Calvert. Laura Calvert is the Executive Director of Spectrum Community Services and an advocate for human empowerment. She spends her time on issues and projects that help others live life to their fullest. In 2013, Laura brought her passion to Spectrum Community Services, where the health and safety of older adults and families are the focus. The team at Spectrum services over 12,000 Alameda County residents each year through programs to keep them in their homes, increase home energy efficiency, provide nutritious meals, education and exercise to reduce injuries, all while giving much needed positive social interactions. We're embracing our wrinkles today, everyone. We're so happy to welcome Laura Calvert from Spectrum Community Services to our show. Laura,
1: how are you doing today? Good morning. I am great. It's another beautiful day. You know, any day you wake up and you get to go do the things you love and be around the people you love, it's another great opportunity for life. So I look at every day as a new opportunity.
0: Awesome. And thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to find out more about yourself and about Spectrum Community Services and the wonderful community effort that you're, that you're doing out there. So I just touched on the highlights of who you are. Can you go into more detail and tell us more about yourself and how did you get into the community services space?
1: You know, our paths in life are never a straight one, right? When I was a child, I grew up in an all-female household. My mom was a single mom working. I had two sisters, and my grandmother lived with us. So it was an intergenerational family, and we all you know, did our part to make things happen. Um, my mom was in business and finance, and it was something that I aspired to as well and wanted to do. And I had the opportunity to go to college and get a degree in business, and during my General Ed. I took a sociology class. Absolutely loved it. But looked at the career pathways and went. I'm not sure that I'm cut out to be a social worker. I'm not sure that I'm cut out to be a researcher. So I you know continued on. But also, started getting involved with groups in college, business groups, things that we were doing and giving back to the community through community service at that time to support and help others. And after college i continued to do that as an adult be involved with the community trying to make our systems work better for everybody right how do we improve lives how do we improve the systems of um, our communities so that everybody can thrive um, together and that's really where my work was and um, and has been until i got you know and i got tapped on the shoulder for this opportunity at spectrum and uh, I hadn't been working in the older adult space at that point in time, but it really doesn't matter other people. We all have the same needs, and I feel a lot of joy in being in this space. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And I know that the, there are many residents in the Alameda County that appreciate the service that you're providing and the services that your organization is providing. So I want to you know, dig deeper into Spectrum Community Services and find out more about the wonderful services that your organization is providing. I know that you've been around since 1971, so you've got the decades of history you know, under your belt. So tell us more
1: about the kinds of services that you're providing, please. We're called Spectrum Community Services because it's a variety of different things that, that we do. And I'm proud that as an organization over the years, we've changed which programs we do based on what the needs of the community are and what strengths that we have as an organization. Currently, all of our programs are there to enhance the quality of life for seniors and residents experiencing low income. We have senior services programs, as well as programs specifically for those households experiencing low income. The senior services programs, all of them are accessible for anybody who's 60 years and older. There's not an income qualification But we do try to make sure that we are available and really well known for those people who are on the lower income um, range who need more support and maybe can't afford something that other families might be able to. Those programs include Meals on Wheels, our Senior Meals Program, Fall Prevention, and our newest program called Connect, which is a visiting and telephone, both in-person and telephone visiting. Program For households that are experiencing low income of all ages, we have our energy programs, which are weatherization, low income home energy assistance program, and the low income household water assistance program. Basically, we help people pay their peach meat bills or their Alameda municipal power bills. We help them pay their East Bay mud bills, their Alameda County water district in any of their water bills through that water program. Awesome.
0: Awesome, there you have it, folks. There's a, a wide variety and a wide range of programs that Spectrum Community Services provides. And we're gonna you know, keep going and find out just a little bit more about each one of those programs. I know probably a lot of people are really familiar with the, the Meals on Wheels. And what is the difference between the Meals on Wheels versus the Senior Meals program?
1: That's a great question because I think everybody has an idea of what Meals on Wheels are, because Meals on Wheels is something that's actually even international. Every community has a local provider for them. And so Spectrum Community Services is our local provider in the tri Valley area of Alameda County, and it is based for the seniors on their eligibility. So they need to be homebound, not able to cook for themselves, have health, you know, health issues, and not be able to do that regular activities of daily living. And then we will sign them up and bring them a hot, nutritious meal that's been planned by a registered dietitian, meets all of the federal guidelines for nutrition for an older adult, and bring it to their door, knock on their door um, with a smile. Um, And really, that is a wellness check as well. Our volunteers have a special app that they use, and we get feedback immediately after every delivery to let us know, hey, you know, it was Mrs. Wang, when you just saw Mrs. Wang, was she kind of the same as she normally is? Or was she having, you know, a better day than normal? Or was she having maybe a concern? And if there's a concern, then um, our organization hears about that immediately through that app, and we can do follow-up with her and with her family to make sure that there's not an intervention that we need to to come and do. So that wellness check really makes it more than a meal. That friendly visit at the door uh, is more than a meal for everybody. So the nutrition and the meal is the, the first step to get into the home, right, for us. Some people just think, oh, I just need help with that. but. They don't realize all of the kind of wraparound pieces that we provide in that meals on wheels, the senior meals program is the exact same kind of great nutrition that everybody needs. Right. Um, it, and, and let me talk about the nutrition portion of this for a second. Every meal has protein, has two servings of vegetables, a serving of fruit, a whole grain, calcium through milk and on special days they they get a treat of a dessert but not everything but that that's a well-rounded nutritious meal for for folks and as you get older and maybe you live alone or maybe there's two of you in the household sometimes you don't want to cook a whole meal and you don't want to make it with all of these different ingredients to make it delicious right so the senior meals are for folks who are still mobile and active older adults. And they don't need that extra service of, of having it home delivered to them. They can still get out into the community. So it's really important to have something to do every day, just like I did this morning, right? I had a reason to get up, get dressed and come talk with all of you. Having a reason to get up, get dressed to the senior center or to the church or the community center to come get lunch, have fellowship with other diners and socialize during that time is very key, right? Again, it's more than just the meal. The meal is a way to get folks to come is through that meal. And then they find out that they start making friends with others and they might start figuring out that there's other activities to do and other ways to be engaged in the community and share information. I don't know about you, but uh, you know, while I like it, some information from the news and on TV or the radio, or the newspaper we also know more about our local community by talking with our neighbors, right? So at the senior males program, we really see that sharing of information among the seniors. Sometimes we help can't give information to folks about things that they might not know that's going on in the community. And then the other thing is I hear often, there's a group of men who sit at at one of the tables at the San Leandro Senior Center, and they love to talk about the common kinds of experiences that they had in their lives because they're of the same generation. And having that peer group to talk with and be friends with is really, really important. So senior meals for those active seniors who are still getting out of their home, right? Meals on wheels are for those who can't get out of their home anymore, but they're still being able to live independently in their own home, which is really what most people want. When we think about our our older years, most people are thinking, oh, I want to live in my own home. I want to be able to have some independence. And when we're able to bring Meals on Wheels, we help them with that piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for getting into more detail about that. And you know, I really wanted to just share my own experiences with Meals on Wheels and my aunt. I was a, a caregiver for her before she passed away a couple of months ago, and she was fortunate enough to be on the Meals on Wheels program. And it really made a difference in her life. I can vouch for that. Not just the nutritious food that I know she was getting, but knowing that the community cared for her, someone would show up at a given time. It was something that we could anticipate and expect. And um, it really made a difference, not just for her, but for our family. It helped us with um, helping, having to take care of her and prepare meals for her. I was able I was like the the royal taste tester. So I was like testing the food for her. So the food's great, everybody. We were getting like a a monthly menu. So we knew what was coming and we kind of made a, A game out of it It was like hey you're getting a burger today and then you're getting tortillas on Friday and so it was something to talk about and I think for me when I was growing up there was like this ideas about Meals on Wheels if the food isn't that great I'm like no people the food is like restaurant quality food I can I can vouch for that so you know you you guys are really doing a a wonderful service and for me and, and with my aunt it helped to kind of break down some of those perceptions that she had about the meals on wheels. I don't know where she got the ideal from. Um, but the, you know, the food was really outstanding.
1: And again, it's for people of all income levels. It's about your need, right? And it's about how are we taking care of each other, right? How are we taking care of our neighbors? How are we taking care of each other because you need some extra help, right? And I love that you brought up what it meant for you as a family member, because we do sometimes only think about the senior who's receiving that meal every day, right? But just as you said, to me, it's about all of their loved ones as well. My stepdad also receives Meals all meals in another community. And he, since my mom passed away two years ago, he lives alone. He's legally blind. And while he can cook for himself, it's difficult and he has to living alone. and. While we talk to him and I see him, we're not seeing him every single day, right? Those pieces give us peace of mind that if somebody comes and knocks on the door and he's not there, then we're going to get a phone call. We're going to get a phone call and they're going to say, hey, you know, we came by and dad's not there. You know, should he be here? Because if they're not there and the loved one, you know, emergency contact says, no, 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 they should be there. Then either I would go there or we'd say, nope, call, call the police department and have them do a welfare check. That is a very important piece. And, and it gives us as family members peace of mind that we can be at work and taking care of our work duties for the day and know that he's okay and not be stressed and worried about him all, all through the day. Mm -hmm. Um, that some, you know, he's at least getting that check. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the stress is, you know, with your aunt, particularly at, at the end of life time, there's a lot that if you have family, if you're fortunate enough to have family to help look after you, there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of things that need to be done. And so if we can be there to take just a little bit of that off of the family members, you yeah, know, we're doing service for, for more than just that one person. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why this,
0: this episode is titled the power of community service, because it touches more than just the person who's eating the meal or getting that exercise program. It touches the families and then it touches the whole community. So I don't think maybe people always realize that or see that thread, but it really mattered to myself and to my aunt and to our family and then the people that we that we touched, knowing that there was these services out there that were benefiting all of us. And
1: you currently serve how many people in the community? So our senior meals program is serving 270 seniors in the Tri-Valley area, and our senior meals program serves about 400 people every day. Meals throughout Alameda County from South County to North County, up and down the corridor.
0: Awesome. So, you guys are, are busy. Someone's always cooking or doing something. I imagine yeah. with your, with your,
1: with your. your cooks get up early. They report to work at 6 a.m. every morning so that they're making a fresh meal every day for, for the folks um, to, to come to, to meals at, at noon. And very proud of what the cooks are doing um, and the love that they put into it. They get excited. They get excited to hear the feedback from people. You know, they're like, oh, that was great. We love that. That was perfect. Or, you know, well, that was a little too spicy. (laughs) You can temper it next time. And and we listen, you know, (laughs) we are there trying to make sure that
0: they're happy with
1: with what they're getting every day. Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we, you know, touch on some of the other uh, programs, I did want to talk about um, your experiences during the COVID pandemic, because we've talked about it online, and how you really had to, you know, ramp up and collaborate with some other agencies to service the community. So can you go into a little bit more detail about that, please?
1: Absolutely. You know, the pandemic, we saw it coming, you know, a little bit in December and January, a little bit more in February. And really, the, those the end of February, beginning of March started getting concerned about you know what what's what's the future of looking like with this. And then when the shelter in place orders came through, we already had started instead of doing our senior meals in a sit down restaurant style where everyone's sitting at a table together, they're getting served on plates. And eating together, we said, you know what, we're gonna need, we're gonna need to shift gears here. So we made sure we had them to-go containers, and for five days we continued doing our regular meal service, putting them in containers, and and having the seniors be able to take them home um, and eat them, you know, safely, right? Because we were supposed to be sheltering in place and, and not interacting with each other. We realized that that was not sustainable for us. That it was difficult for our volunteers to shift to that. That the supply chain of takeout containers—I don't know if you remember—but everybody was, you know, doing takeout from restaurants everywhere because they were at home—was very, very difficult. And our kitchen that we cook out of for the senior meals program we don't—we're not set up to do individual servings like our Meals on Wheels kitchen is. Luckily, we have a sister organization right up the road from us called SOS Meals on Wheels. They are the largest provider of home-delivered Meals on Wheels in Alameda County, And luckily, we have a good relationship with them. And the executive director there, Charlie Detterline, and I got on the phone and said, hey, what can we do together? he saw that, he They were going to have a need to be doing much more meals. I knew that we weren't going to be able to continue having the takeout model out of our kitchen, and we didn't have the proper equipment to to do those other individualized um, containers that they do at their kitchen. So we said, hey, let's work together. Let's do everything we can to serve as many seniors as have a need. And, let, and together we'll be able to do more. So our kitchen staff rolled up their sleeves, they packed up everything at our Hayward Kitchen, moved over to San Leandro and joined the team and SOS Meals on Wheels and worked alongside each other. We never ever missed a day of service. Making sure that our seniors were fed every day and checked on every day was the number one priority for our organization everybody that was our focus for everybody in every program in our um in our agency during that time we were able at sos meals on wheels to feed everybody who needed a meal during that time because of the production i give great props to them as an organization to their leadership for thinking outside the box and making things happen in different ways. And it was a joy to be a part of those solutions. So again, so that you no know, nobody was ever um, without um, during that time. It, 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 was, it was a good thing. We, you know, when it started and we went there in March, we said, you know, we didn't have an answer for people like, how long are we gonna be doing this? Right? And in my mind, I thought, you know, I don't want to scare people, but I'm thinking maybe three months, maybe we'll be doing this for three months. Because at the time, right, it was that we're only going to be a shutdown for two weeks. But we were there actually for 18 months, much longer than we had originally expected. But COVID, you know, you, you can't predict the future and COVID took its own path. And we continued to do what we could do until we started feeling comfortable to be able to offer to folks back to the senior meals to those who are comfortable, they can come back together and we're eating together again. We're calling it meet and eat. You meet your friends and you eat together. We also have what we call grab and connect, which is you're grabbing your hot meal to take it home and, and then connecting online through an online community um, that is set up especially for our clients. Um, We've partnered with Loop Village and every day um, our seniors can log in via Zoom and have a different activity every day of the week. They can interact with others and get that social connection that they're missing out on because they're choosing not to eat together at the center but eat at home alone we really know that the social connection is so vitally important to their health that we're offering this extra new piece
0: mm-hmm. awesome thank you so much for providing some more detail to that uh, that story we talked about it offline and i know a lot of people would be interested in hearing about that and a uh, shout out to, to charlie hopefully we'll have charlie on our show we, we've been emailing each other back and forth. So it'd be great to have him on to to share his experiences. So thank you. And thank you for your service during that time. What would you say though, should we be thinking about as far as preparation for the, the next pandemic or crisis where your organizations or similar type organizations might have to spring into action again?
1: You know, I think that when everything's going well, we take things for granted. I think it's just sort of human nature and our politicians and funders are just humans and they do the same thing, right? We don't always think about the firefighters and whether we're funding them well enough and whether they're well-staffed and they have all the right equipment until you need them and you call 911 and you expect them to be there. Same thing happened, I think, during the pandemic and will happen again in the future. And that is that while we're here every day helping people, when there is a crisis, everybody comes and turns to the community-based organizations, like Spectrum Community Services, and expect us to be here. They expect us to be well trained, well equipped, with with the you know best skills and the, and the all the all of the things you need in that emergency. But what we know is the only way we can be there and ready to act is if we're well-funded along the way. You can't just ignore us and say, oh, well, they're fine, they'll get by. No, you know, it takes some investment. Just like the firefighters have to train um, to keep their skills up and they have to be well-staffed, so do we, we need to have enough staffing so that if somebody's sick for a day, we're not completely saying, oh, there's no meals today because our two cooks are out sick, right? How do we make sure that we're going to continue doing that, have a backup plan, have everybody trained so that there's not a disruption of services and that we can step up and do the innovative kinds of things like SOS Meals and Reels and Spectrum did during the pandemic, which is, hey, we need to change what we're doing. How do we partner together to, to go further in this moment?
0: hmm Awesome. It's all about uh, partnerships and powering and empowering our communities, individuals and families. And I do want to um, touch on um, funding because, you, you know, you brought that up. How is your organization um, funded and how could, you know, individuals and organizations um, donate to this cause? Thank
1: you. As I talked about, government funding is something that we rely on very much, but it doesn't fully fund. I, you know, I call it subsidized by government funding, both through the Older Americans Act at the federal level, as well as some state matching. And we are very fortunate in our county to have something called Measure A, which is a health initiative. And we get you know, a bit of funding from that as well. But it doesn't cover the full cost of a meal. And so we ask for a client contribution towards their meals. And some clients are able to do that and others aren't. Nobody is ever turned away. It's an anonymous contribution mm-hmm. and that we have, we still don't make it. So we ask for individual donations. We have a few fundraisers throughout the year for those people who want to come to events and get and socialize and do things that way. But we really rely on individual donations on a monthly basis that people say, you know what, this is important to me, the work that Spectrum Community Services does is important, and I want to to give my funds to them. You know, some people give their time, and other people give their treasures, and, and some people do both. And we rely on the community to recognize the good work that we're doing and help support us. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, and
0: we are here with Laura Calvert with Spectrum Community Services. They're always someone over there is always doing something. I'm I'm convinced. Just hearing about all the all the programs, and there's a way for you to also get involved. And you can check the description to get the website for the organization. And if you want to go ahead and make that donation, you can, can do that there. And I do want to, before we move into weatherization and some of the other programs,
1: find out how, once again, how do people
0: qualify for the Meals on Wheels and the seniors Pro Meals Program?
1: So Senior Meals Program, you need to be 60 years and older. If you're younger than 60, you can still come in and have a meal with us. You need to pay a fee for that meal. So we can't, we can't use any of our government funding for, for that. So you, you need to pay full price. But let me tell you. For what you're getting, you're not gonna get it out at a restaurant (laughs) for the same price, so it's a bargain. We ask everybody to make a reservation in advance so we know how many meals to cook in our kitchen and how many meals to bring out to our satellite partner sites every day so that we're expecting you. And the volunteers at the site are expecting you to be there. So it's really simple, 60 years or older, and we ask you to fill out a registration form that tells us something about you Let's our funders know on a macro level, you know, who, who we are serving in the community. It's as simple as that for the senior meals. Awesome. And um, Meals on Wheels is also 60 years older, but there are eligibility guidelines on that. So you have to qualify. And again, it's about where are you in your life, right? You, you really, you need to be homebound. You need... Most of our clients, you know, have difficulty standing in the kitchen to cook for themselves. They like, you know, think about somebody, my grandmother who I grew up with had rheumatoid arthritis. And as I was getting older and growing, she was shrinking quite literally. It it was an interesting thing to witness and used to joke about it but it's not necessarily a joking matter. You know, she was in pain every day and her hands deteriorated over time and she couldn't straighten her fingers out anymore. So, you know, doing things like opening a can of soup during the day when she was home alone, when the rest of us were, you know, my mom was at work and we were at school, that became a problem for her. Being able to walk was a problem for her. So, there was a lot of things that over time she really needed more and more help with and those are the kinds of um, folks who we see on the meals on Wheels program awesome so there you have it folks whether
0: you're um a senior in that's homebound that needs some meals or um, you want to learn more about the senior meals program you can check out uh, the information at the website Great website. It gives you plenty of details and people
1: can apply right there online. Is that right? For the Meals on Wheels, we ask you to, to call in. There's an interest form as well. We have individual conversations with people. We get to know them. We want to know who our clients are and what their needs are, particularly if they need, you know, if they need more than just that meal from us. We, we want to have a conversation and understand that and try to meet as many of their needs, either through our organization or through sister organizations that are doing things to help them out. It's very personal. It's, really. it's, not, it's, it's not like DoorDash where you put it on an app and then they leave it at your doorstep and you never have to see them, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is, a, this is about connection. Awesome, great. So that, that covers the, the
0: meals aspect of your, your services. And I wanted to just move into the weatherization. It's all about, we're always talking about the weather. So if you could tell us more about the weatherization programs um, that your services provides, what does that mean and um, how people might be able to apply for those?
1: Absolutely. I don't know about you. When I first came to this organization, I don't think I'd ever heard the word weatherization before. <laughs> Didn't really know what it was, but once again, got explained to me, I'm like, oh, okay, I get that. So weatherization is improving the energy efficiency and health and safety of a residence. We do that through simple things like weather stripping on doors, making sure that windows are fully functioning in a home and they don't have any leaks in them. Sometimes doors have a gap in them. I don't know if you've ever lived someplace where you close the door and the sun hits the right way and you see the sun coming all the way through (laughs) that door on the bottom or on the top. Well, that's not just sunlight coming through. That's also hot air in the summertime or really cold air in the wintertime, making your house not very energy efficient. So those are some of the very simple examples of weatherization, making your home more energy efficient. You know, bigger projects are things like insulation, right? We now in California do what's called R49, or 49 inches of of insulation to help make sure that you're keeping that heat inside in the winter time and keeping the cool air inside in the summertime. So, how do we reduce the energy burden or energy costs of a household. And that's the lens that we look at for weatherization. The second piece is health and safety. We are always putting in smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, night lights, so that people can see at at night and they don't trip and fall. We're putting in, making sure that their water heaters and furnaces are not releasing gas into their home that is unhealthy for you. You know, sometimes people just have low levels of carbon dioxide that they're living with in their home and they don't even realize it. And over time, it really is a detriment to the health of all the people living in that household. We know that indoor air quality is a very serious social determinant of health in a negative way, and that more families who experience low income have poor indoor air quality than those with higher incomes. They're more likely to live in households that have mold growing in them, they're not insulated, and again, have pollution nearby and no air filters. An exchange of air in their home. When we come in and do an assessment, our trained assessors look at the entire system of that home, whether it's an apartment, a mobile home or a single family home or a townhouse, we don't care. We're gonna go and do all of the assessments of the systems in that home to make sure that it is a healthy safe and energy efficient place for them to live. Each home, we do different, what we call measures or things that we put in than others. Most of the homes that we go into, they're in an emergency or crisis situation where their furnace doesn't work in the wintertime or their water heater goes out. Again, during a pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, there were some people who were saying, oh, you can't go into people's homes anymore right? Because of COVID. you Do not go into people's homes. And I'm like, I've got clients calling saying that they their water heater stopped working. That means they have no hot water. If you don't have any hot water, you can't wash your hands and get any viruses off of your hands. You can't wash your body. It is not healthy and inexcusable in America in the 21st century for us to have anybody living without hot running water in their home. And so secondary to making sure that seniors got fed every single day and got checked on, I was making sure that our households had hot water and a furnace that worked in their home so that they were in a healthy, safe space. It is dignified, right? It it is what we all deserve and I am so proud that we are able to have this and it is all free. The Weatherization Program is fully government funded through the Health and Human Services Department and and is available throughout the country to families experiencing low income. And I am very proud that we are able to do this. And we are able to do this not only for homeowners, but for renters as well. we have a household that's renting a home and the income qualify here in the Bay area. I guarantee you that landlord is not charging market rates (laughs) and isn't collecting a huge profit to be able to keep up with all of the maintenance that the um, residents deserve to have. So, we wanna make sure, again, that there are opportunities for affordable housing for renters in our community that is healthy and safe for them. Awesome, awesome. So there you have it there. There's your uh,
0: <laughs> lowdown on weatherization and what Spectrum Community Services is, is doing. That, that's outstanding. I didn't realize that it was a free program. And once again, the qualifications would be, they're found on, your, on the website, correct?
1: on our website, and it's, ho- it's household income. It's based on household income, we do prioritize households with older adults, people who are experiencing a disability, and those with children under the age of six, because those are the most vulnerable populations to, again, having poor health outcomes if they don't have heat or hot water in their home. And we wanna protect those those populations the most. And so they, you know, get get the first priority from us, but we help over 500 households in Alameda County every year through this program. It's really nice to be able to do these pieces and people tend to be very grateful and understanding that they're now in a more habitable home, right? You know, putting insulation in your home it just makes it more comfortable, <laughs> you know, not having drafts going through your home in the wintertime is just more comfortable, right? If somebody's refrigerator isn't working correctly, if their their stove or range isn't working correctly, we can replace those items as well. There's a long list of things that that we do. And again, it depends on the home and, and what condition everything is in there. So we make... special plan based on each individual situation awesome great and all that information can be found
0: on the website because i've looked so yeah website is a a great resource to find out about these individual programs and the qualifications how to qualify for each one i did want to talk a little bit about the um, fall prevention program that you had Mm -hmm. i know in particular with seniors um, falling is is an issue we had to deal with that with our aunt So can you tell us more about what the fall prevention program entails?
1: Fall prevention is (laughs) fun. You know, again, it's people getting together and for their health, right? Usually you're coming for your own self and you're saying, you know what? I want to move. I want to make sure that I'm healthy. I want to make sure that I can play with my grandchildren or great-grandchildren. I want to make sure that I've recovered from a surgery that... I'm moving my body and then I'm feeling good, right? And exercise, just like eating, is something we need to do every day. It's not like something that you go, oh, I checked off the box. I did that. I don't ever have to do it again, right? That's the, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> so fall prevention is a program that is specifically designed for people who are 60 years and better all of our fitness instructors have special certifications specifically to help people who are 60 years and better. You know, we have people who are all the way into their late nineties. It's a wide range of ages and um, ability levels. And, And it's important to have that because sometimes you go to a gym and there's some trainers there, but they typically are focused on athletes who are younger And really pushing people and making sure that, you know, it's a different thought process. As we age, we lose muscle mass at an alarming rate. And really, we're just trying to make sure we're maintaining, right? We're trying to maintain that muscle mass, maintain our strength, maintain our balance, and keep our our heart pumping, doing aerobics along the way so our classes do all of those things each day in our one hour session as well as give folks tips and tricks to help prevent falls because i don't know about you but i know i need to do things a little bit differently than i did when i was 18. you know maybe when i was 18 i was trying to carry in two or three bags of groceries into the house to to skip making extra trips right well if I do that now, I'm going to trip into my house, <laughs> but do that. You know, having that thought process that, you no, know you know what, it's better for me to take three trips, three different times back and forth from the car into my house, rather than possibly falling down and having a problem and injuring myself. We have to think about all of those things. How do we change our behaviors? How do we change what we do to prevent are injuring ourselves. And so that education piece comes along with that exercise piece in our classes every day. Along with all that, there's the socialization. You become a community with the others in the class, right? You get to hang out with people. Maybe you came in by yourself. Maybe a friend brought you in, but then you get to meet others in class. And again, have those connections with each other. One of the women Um, in our classes recently, just she's in her 80s and she just was blessed by having her first grandchild. And so she was going to miss class for a couple of days because she was going to be able to to be there for her son and daughter-in-law and her new grandbaby and, and have some special times. And I'm proud that she's been coming to class and keeping herself active so that she can be there for her family, right? Those are the things that were we want to do right we want to be able to spend time with our loved ones time with our friends and do it in ways that we healthy and that we're being able to be active and the fall prevention classes allow people to do that on whatever level they can awesome Thank you so, so much for that, because
0: it's so important. And at the top of the show, you mentioned the whole idea of people being able to live independently and your organization really leans into that. And obviously being able to be safe and healthy in one's home is a key part of that. So you can also find out about the Fall Prevention Program on the Spectrum Community Services website. There's there's a lot going on with the organization. And we've been here with Laura Calvert from Spectrum, and we're super excited to have you on. I did want to touch on the topic that you've mentioned a couple of times, and that's social connectivity and also volunteering. I know that your organization relies heavily on volunteers. And can you tell us more about that and what you know benefits people are deriving from that and how people who want to be a volunteer with the organization can do that?
1: Absolutely. Our newest program is called Connect. And right now we have folks who are visiting in person, older adults who said, mostly people who we identify who are part of our other programs that we can tell need more than the short interaction at their door when they're receiving their meals on Wheels. We can tell that they're hungry for longer conversations. And so our Connect program is allowing for that. It's allowing for a longer visit by a volunteer who is trained, goes through training, goes through background checks on on both sides to make sure everybody's in a safe environment, but just talking with each other, just having a neighborly conversation, right? And getting to know each other. Some folks play games together, right? There is a gentleman who's a volunteer and who visits with another gentleman who's you know, probably his dad's age, they found a connection over puzzles and they both love puzzles. They do puzzles together. You know, it's a great thing for all of us, no matter what age you are, for our brains to keep moving and going forward. But that social interaction has been highlighted, Um, again, since the pandemic more than ever. I think we all realized if you were staying home by yourself, and sheltering in place, how much you relied on social interactions and how important they are. Beyond that, the U.S. Surgeon General put out a report this year and has really been shouting it from the rooftops that social interaction is one of the biggest determinants of your health. If you are socially isolated and feel lonely, you have a 29% greater um, risk of having heart disease, you have a 32% greater risk of having a stroke. If you're socially isolated, you have a 50% greater chance of having dementia, and you're 60% greater chance of premature death if you're socially isolated. So this is not something to ignore. It's not something to poo-poo and say, oh, you know, whatever. No, it's a big deal. And all of our senior services have a social component to them. But again, we're really proud and excited that Connect is our newest program to do this in a more concentrated way for those in the community who want to. And we absolutely rely on volunteers of all ages. You can be a volunteer of any age. You have the energy and the desire to be the volunteer who's visiting or the you know the visitee. I don't care what, what title you put yourself on for that, uh, as long as you're getting together, right? And again, some people want people who are kind of the same age as them to hang out with. Because you have that commonality of your peer group. And others like to have, you know, oh, gee, no, you know what? Football. I want to hang out and talk with somebody because I'm a huge, you know, 49ers fan. And so I want somebody who loves that, too. And we can connect over that. Or maybe you're into pets. And, you know, your dog is really important to you. And that's your you know, connection to somebody else. So we spend some time trying to get to know people and what their interests are. So, you know, it's kind of a matchmaking game as much as we can to get the right people together to do those visits. And the volunteers who volunteer with us, whether it's for Meals on Wheels, the senior meals, you volunteer in our fall prevention class as an assistant to our fitness instructors, our volunteers always come up to me as I thank them for their service. And overwhelmingly they tell me, no, I'm getting more out of this than the seniors. They're saying, this is important to me. I thought I was coming here to do service for somebody else, but my heart gets filled every day. I do this and I can't imagine not doing it. It is, it brings me to tears sometimes. Um, sometimes we don't know what we're missing in our life and having that ability and going out and volunteering, it changing it from something you, oh, I should do to something oh, I get to do. Oh, today's Thursday. I get to go volunteer today and see my seniors, right? You know, what joy that brings to people when they're doing it on a regular basis and making that time in their life. We absolutely couldn't do all this work without volunteers and connecting people together is, is a joy and a wonderful thing that we're proud to be able to do. So, people can volunteer with us, again, on our website, or they can call us, you know, you don't have to be tech. You don't have to be a techie to volunteer with us. Okay, <laughs> you really don't. But if you are able to get on the internet, or even through your smart, you know, through your smartphone or on the computer, um, our website works on both. And there's a button that says volunteer next to the button that says donate. Right, <laughs> time and treasure all together. And there's a full, an interest form, and you fill out the interest form as, as best as you can. And again, it's very personal. You'll get a personal response from us talking about what your interests are, what, what times you're available to give back to others, and how we can you know, fit that together in the best way that works for you as an individual. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. We,
0: we are here with Laura Calvert, from Spectrum Community Services telling us the, giving us the lowdown on all the wonderful things that they're doing there, um, not just uh, for, for seniors, but obviously for, for families and individuals and, and volunteers as well. So there's a myriad of ways that people can get involved. Super exciting to hear about that. The website is great, it gives you plenty of details about the various programs. And you know, we're getting to the bottom of this conversation. It has been really been a pleasure having you on. I can tell that your heart is is really into it and I know it it matters. It it touches your organization's services touch a lot of people's lives. It really means a lot and I want to thank you on behalf of a lot of people who may not be able to to thank you uh, personally like this. I did want to before we get off this conversation mm-hmm. congratulate your organization for winning the nonprofit Award from the was it
1: Livermore Chamber of Commerce, Livermore Chamber of Commerce, and and I guess I'll brag. We also got it from the Hayward Chamber of Commerce this calendar year as well. So
0: <laughs> brag, brag, please brag. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. And like I said to you offline, I think you know being acknowledged in that way obviously indicates the importance that your that your uh, organization is doing in the community. So hats off to you all. And with the holidays coming up, tell us more about
1: uh, what's going on and how people may be able to get involved. Yes, the holiday, the end of the year, is a really important time of the year, and I think that we a lot of people recognize that and they start thinking about how can they give back, right? So it's a great time to check us out, think about what kind of time or treasure you can you can give to the services that that we're to our neighbors. We know that during the holidays. Unfortunately, many of our, um, it's the highest time of the year that some of our clients pass away. And depression, whether it's you know, seasonal or the holidays, because they have already lost people in their lives, people get heartbroken and people go into depression and they need us more than ever. While some of our clients have families who maybe come and pick them up and bring them someplace for a week or do something else. We know that we have other clients who don't have anybody else in their life and that we are there. And so we provide extra attention to them during the holidays and need our volunteers more than ever during this time and count on them. We also count on donations. Um, our Thanksgiving meal for our Senior Meals Program happens actually on when, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It is an extremely popular day. We're all finding things to be thankful for and come together. And uh, it is a great time to um, volunteer with us, not just that day, but you know, make a commitment because we are serving meals all through the year. So it's a good time to jump in and make that commitment for all year long. In addition, I'm very proud that our Meals on Wheels program uh, does a giving tree. We ask the seniors and they don't like to ask for things, right? You know, but we really try to make sure that they're not just getting random gifts, but they're getting things that they need or want in their life. And the community steps up and provides the wishes for all 270 uh, RMS Homebills plans. And um, they do a tremendous job with that. And if you would like to be involved with that, please just um, give us a call and let us know. And then at the, as the end of the year comes and we don't love to think about taxes, but <laughs> it, it, it is in reality. And um, it's a great time to think about before the end of the year comes, making sure that you are giving your donations for the year, whether that is a cash donation, um, a donation of stock from your company, um, there's some tax advantages. So I hear from financial advisors if you just transfer that or if you have a IRA and you have to take annual disbursements. Again, you don't have to take that money out and then pay taxes on it. You can ask for a transfer from that 401k to Spectrum Community Services and save yourself some um, tax dollars and give back to the community in that way. So lots of planning and things to think about at this time of the year before the new year turns.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for all of that. And lastly, you know, we've been focusing on community services here in Alameda County, but for people who may be in a different location, what type of advice would you have to get them to find out more about what's going on in their own community?
1: It's one of the wonderful things that when I talk to somebody, they go, Oh, but I live, you know, in Fresno where my grandmother lives in Minnesota. I say, Oh, that's fine, because I bet they have the same community services. They just are going to look a little differently. The organizations that it comes from might, you know, are going to have a different name. But Meals on Wheels and the senior meals programs are in almost every community across this country. Just the easiest thing to do is to go to Meals on Wheels of America and put in the address of yourself or your loved one um, where the services you, you want. And they will show you who is providing in that. Um, geographic area. Um, For things like the weatherization program and the um, utility assistance programs, if you put in weatherization in California, it's going to go to the California site where you, again, can just put in, hey, here's my zip code, and you're going to find out which organization is serving your zip code. These programs are, are everywhere. Fall prevention, I think, is a little bit more hit and miss. Some communities are lucky enough to have fall prevention programs, but they are not as well funded as others. And we really, really rely on local support for us to continue those fall prevention programs. And so those could be a little bit trickier, but keep looking for things of fall prevention, senior injury prevention programs. If you're really wanting something, just keep asking and asking your health providers, right? Hey, where can I go get, services that are specific for people who are my age, right?
0: Awesome. There you have it, folks. There's a, there's a lot going on with Spectrum Community Services. And your website, please, if you can just tell us one more time.
1: It's spectrumcs.org. So it's the it's the word Spectrum and then C for community and S for
0: services.org. Awesome. And we'll have it in the description as well so people can go check that out. It's a great website. It uh, gives you all the details about the various programs we talked about and how you can get involved. You can either pr- use the services, volunteer or donate. So there's no excuse for someone not doing it <laughs> cuz <'Cause> it <laughs> covers all the bases. And we've been here with Laura Calvert from Spectrum Community Services. Thank you so much. We we all really appreciate all of the services that you are providing for the community. I know a lot of people will be like, "What? That's going on here? Really didn't know." So please help spread the word about these types of organizations and get the word out, check out all the information in the description about the agency. And that is a wrap for, for episode five. We really appreciate you being on Laura. I know you all have a busy end of year coming up. So I appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us more about what you guys are doing there.
1: Uh, It's a pleasure. And thank you for what you're doing. You are helping spread the word and start everybody in talking about, how aging is something
0: we all have in common absolutely what you're doing let's embrace our wrinkles and i got that from laura (laughs) i'm not sure i'm not sure where she got that from but but i love that phrase and uh we're gonna put a wrap on episode five the power of community services everybody get out there think about how you can support your community support yourself support individuals and families and organizations like spectrum community services also if you're watching and you want to be a guest either you have a great organization you're part of or a great story about aging, contact us. We'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next time.